And as a church, the Word of God is challenging us. And we said, and I'm speaking about basic things. And for world shakers, four things are important. Worship. Somebody say worship. Kingdom. Family. Transformation. And what we declare, we say, we are a trained and mature army of disciples that are changing the world. That's what we are here to do. And how can we change the world? Making disciples. I want to challenge you, if you change a life, you are changing the world. If, you, if a father is changed in a family, that family can be changed. If a mother is changed, if a child is changed, if the people at your workplace... If people's lives are changed, it will change the world. So we are here to change the lives of people, and that will, will change the world. And, but we need, and that's what we're trying to say, that we need to understand what is our mission, what is important. And I mentioned it to you um, last week, and I hope you, you catch what I'm trying to say to you. You have been called to be a disciple and to make disciples. I've asked you, are you a child of God? If you say yes, then this is your mandate. This is your mission. He said, go and make converts. Go and make disciples. So we need to go and make disciples. Are you doing it? And I've challenged you on different levels. Because we need to understand what are we doing. If who plays soccer here? Who is in a team? In a team? But... You can decide, if you want to play soccer, you can say, I'm going to prepare for the weekend game, or are you playing, let me say it like, are you playing and preparing for the week, to win the weekend game, or are you playing to win the tournament? If you are playing just to, to, to win the weekend game, you will practice one way, but if you want to win the tournament, you will practice on a different level. So what we are saying, and what I'm trying to say to you, we are not just playing um, and doing church just to get people into church. It's not just about the weekend game. It's about the, we want to win the battle. And the battle is people are going to hell every minute. And why are you here? Are you here just to, to, um, to go to church? To feel energized. I don't want to just to feel energized. I want to be energized. And so people come to church and they feel energized. But it's like batteries. You know, some of you by Monday it's flat again. You know, when is the next service? Because you just felt energized. You were not being energized. It was just touch you for a moment. I want to say, feeling energized, you come to church. Being energized, you are making disciples. Then you are functioning on a different level. And, and I was trying to tell you, we are not here to, uh, to gather crowds. We are here to disciple, to be disciple makers. Because you need to be the hero. Somebody say, I'm the hero. When you go back into the go back to the Bible, the, the stories written about the, the 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 heroes and the mighty men of David, and and we talk about the mighty men of David. We talk about the mighty men 10, 20, 30 years ago. We speak about Catherine Kuhlman, A. A. Allen, all the my, all those mighty men. But I want to tell you, you need to be the mighty men and women of God today. They need to write the stories about you. 
They needed to be writing stories about, and there was a man, Isaac, living in Marble Hall. And he was changing the lives of young adults. And I can use every one of your names. I'm just using Isaac as an example. But there's a story. You need to be a mighty man and a woman of God. What are they writing about you? He was alive and then he died. Some of you, you died 20 year, at 20 years old and they buried you 70 when you were 70. You are alive, you are breathing, but you are not living. And now some people are running after things. And I'm here to remind us as a church, World Shakers Christian Family Church, according to the Bible, he says, go and make disciples. Are you making disciples? And he's calling us. And as we look at Matthew 4 verse 19, he says, say to them, follow me. And in the Bible, the disciples said, yes. I hope they say, yes, that you will follow him. And when you say, I will follow you, you say, I will do what he does. I will love what he loves. I will learn what he knows. I will live as he lives and I will become like him. That's what we're after. Family, in the, the, the plan and the purpose for the end time church is a church that will be conformed to his image. You must look like him. If you say, I will follow you, here's the call to every one of you. There's a, there's a, um, there's a desperation there's a need, and the answer is the Lord Jesus Christ. If there was a vaccine for the COVID, and there's so many opinions, and there was no negative effects, or say there was discovered a real vaccine. If you take the vaccine now, it will heal you. You will have no problems again, and you know this is the answer. What will you do with that vaccine? And you will run to your family. You will run to everyone. So this, here we've got it. This is the answer. You've got the People are dying of sin every day. And we've got the vaccine. And what are you doing? The answer is the Lord Jesus. But we need to get our passion back. Understand what we are here. Well, you are not here just by accident. Just coming to church on a Sunday. Just to feel energized. You need to be, be energized. So that you can understand you've been called here. And like we said, we are a trained and mature army of disciples. Are you trained? Are you mature? Are you a disciple in this army? Some of you have got guns but no bullets. You've got a bow but no arrow. We're walking around with water guns. Playing around. Instead of being armed and dangerous. We need a people that are armed and dangerous with the, with the word of God upon our lives that are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ that, that will say yes today and say, I will go and make disciples. And that will respond to him today that will, that will say, I will follow you. He says, follow me. And then he says, I will make you. God is busy making you. What will he make you? Fishers of men. But we need to be a people that do. Somebody say, I will, somebody say, I will do. See, they say, <clears throat> um, if you want to learn, you learn by doing 
of learning is by doing. 20% is learning by interaction. You speak about it. 10% is by listening. So if I decide I'm going to teach you how to swim, who's ready? Are we going out? Are we all going to swim? So for 10, 10% I need to talk to you about it. 20% will be about interaction. You will say, okay, how must I do? My arms, my feet. But 70%, how will you learn to swim? Come on, let us go. We're going to Loskop Dam. We're all going to learn to swim. Uh -huh. Are you ready? Yes. The bus is coming now. <laughs> but but I, can, I can talk for hours about swimming. And every Sunday, come on church, we need to swim. Um, it takes, if you are a real disciple, you need to swim. And we talk about swimming. And, and now you're so good that you start preaching about swimming. And now you tell about, you go all everywhere and you tell about, it's so important, you need to swim. But if you don't do it. And now in church, what we've done, 70% of we are learning by preaching and teaching. And it's important. Hear me. But what the church have done, 70% is teaching, preaching, talking about it. 20% is interaction. Okay, we agree. Yes. And what about the... But 10% but, uh, is in doing. Church, the time is now to do. And I've challenged you last week by saying we've got all the... No Some of you don't need another Bible study. All you need a kick in the pants. That's what you need. It's time for you to go. And, and we said, um, you know, we say, please come. Or please stay. I'm saying, please go. Not going out of... The I say, please go. Because our measurement is not how many people are sitting in church. How many people are sent. And you are anointing. I'm anointing you today to say it's time to go. Yes. Will you go? Somebody shout, I will go. Because he says, I, will, I want to make you. I want to make you fishes of men. But my question is, if you are not fishing, are you following? Because if you are not fishing, you're not following. You can talk about fishing. You can have all the pictures about fish. But it doesn't mean you are a fisherman. And he wants to, to invite you to follow him. And he's not inviting you to follow him because you must believe in him. He says, follow me because he believes in you. Tell somebody next to you he believes in you. And he wants you to be a follower. And he says, I believe in you. You are the, the answer for the end time problems and chaos God says here is my church here is my answer I need somebody today that will raise their hand and say yes I will be a disciple and I will make disciples I hear the call today follow me and I will make you he's busy making you he's the his disciples but it will cost you church if you say yes today it will cost you there's a price to pay if you look at Matthew 7 verse 14, because all of us want to say yes, but there's a price to pay. He says, because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life and there are few who find it. Not everybody is willing to pay that price. Matthew 22 verse 14. For many are called, but few are chosen. You decide if you will be chosen. God has called many. 
Many. Let me, let me say like a, he has called every one of you, but not everyone is chosen because you don't put up your hand. He says, here's the call. Who will respond? He's way, he's not, he didn't say, just certain people are called. Everyone. Listen. Everyone. Say with me, I am called. I wonder, are you chosen? And being chosen is when you put up your hand and say, I will respond to the call. I will follow you. I will be like you. I will look like you. And when you say, I'll follow, he will make you. He will work in you. And he will make you a fisher of men. But it will cost, like I said. If you want to be a disciple, listen to what Luke 14 verse 33 says. <clears throat> so likewise, whoever of you does not forsake all. How much? All that he has cannot be my disciple. Who wants to be a disciple? I'm not so sure anymore because he demands. But he's saying it will cost you. And, and he wants to be in your life. Follow me. You are following a person. You know, Aristotelus says, follow my teachings. Buddha says, follow my meditations. Confucius said, follow my sayings. Jesus said, follow me. See, in all religions and philosophies of the world, you can follow the teachings of its founder without having a relationship with that founder, but not so with Jesus. You cannot follow Jesus and you don't have a relationship with him. And he's calling you to a, to a higher dimension. So I want to make you fishers of men. But we need to realize when those who are called to fish don't fish, they fight. Mm-hmm. When those who are called to fish don't fish, they fight. See, instead of casting nets, now we cast stones. Hmm? God is calling His church and He says, you need to be a fisher of men, but now we are playing around and we don't fish, now we fight. Instead of extending a helping hand, we point accusing fingers. Instead of being fishers of the lost, we've become critics of the saved. And it's sad to say, now we complain, we criticize. Somebody's doing something and we're trying to find fault. And yes, we need to speak into each other's lives. But we need to get back our purpose and our destiny. You need to be a fisher of men. Rather than helping the hurting, we are hurt the helpers. But can I say, when, the f when those who are called to fish, fish, they flourish. Now it's a different mindset. Now we, we are thinking differently. And God says, go into all the world. Remember when after Jesus was resurrected, he met his disciples on the seashore. Um, he was making breakfast for them. And he said, cast the net again. And how many fish did they caught? 153. Read the Bible. Why? Who counted? Who counted it? But there was a reason. They say, <coughs> in the first place, at that time, there, were, there are only 153 known species of fish. 
And then also, the number 153 represent um, at that time, there were 153, um, what's the word? Um, I'm looking for the word. But types of cultures, there were 153. What he was saying, Peter, I want to remind you, remember Jesus said um, that he will be with him always and now he dies. You get Peter, he says, I'm going back fishing. I'm finished. I'm finished. I don't give up. And then Jesus appeared to him. He says, remember, I'm, I'm calling you. You are a fisher, not of coming, going back to your occupation. Be a fisher of men. 153. Go into all the nations. Go into all the cultures. God is calling you to go. I wonder who he's saying to I will go. I will respond. I will make that, that difference. And we need to get to that place and understand you have been called to, to, to go and tell and, and introduce people to Christ. Can I encourage you? Don't go and ask people, are you a child of God? If you're going to Marble Hall, I can promise you if you go now to check us and we stand there in line and you ask somebody, are you a child of God? Yeah, they will. I think 90% will say, I'm a child of God. Ask them, are you growing in your relationship with God? And, no, and we need to be a people. If we say we are following Him, we need to be fishers of men. We need to be people that are making disciples. We need to go and produce faithful followers of Christ. And He said, go and teach them what? According to Matthew, he said, go and teach them to obey everything I commanded you. He didn't say, go and, and teach them the commandments. He says, go and teach them to obey the commandments. Your call is to go and help. Go and teach them to obey. Your calling is go and help somebody to obey. And we need to re reproduce people, believers who are under the rule of Christ, that they repeat, that they repeat the word of God, that they reflect the image of Christ and replicate the process of Christ. We all need to be busy bringing people under that rulership of Christ, that repeat the word of God, that they reflect that image and replicate the process. Say with me, I am a disciple. I will be. A disciple maker. I will respond to the call. I will follow him. And he will make me a fisher of man. You've been sent. Look at Isaiah 52 verse 7. <coughs> it says, how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of who? Him who brings, who brings good news. Prophesying about Jesus. Who brings the, the good news, Him. And then as we go to Romans 10 verse 5. Romans 10 verse 5. For Moses writes about the righteous which is of the law. The man who does these things. Sorry, Romans 10 verse 15. Romans 10 verse 15. Sorry, I did. I put on the wrong one. I'm nearly perfect, but sometimes I make mistakes. 
And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the, are the feet of him. Who? Those who preach. First, he was sent. Now you are sent. I don't know why, why, why you're waiting. I anoint you to go. Is that right? You don't have to wait any further. I need approval. Your pastor has given you approval. Go. Go and share what you've received. Begin to, and you will understand, and, and, and we will talk about it now. But he wants you to go. To be that disciple. Be that disciple maker. Go and be a fisher of men. On Sundays, you're just bringing your fish with you. Bring those that you've reached out. And you're busy making disciples of. But it will happen when we understand God's love is sending us. And we need to create that culture of love. Because love will send you. And love is sending you out. And we will only go is because we have had an encounter with the God of love. And now we see people through the eyes of God. How is God looking at the people around you? How is the people working with you? How is God looking at them? I know some of them are frustrating you. You're praying them away or whatever. But how is God looking at them? If they don't know Jesus, you have been placed there to speak to them. Not in time of work. Don't walk around a whole day reading your Bible. I'm so spiritual. No, do your work. Hello? Do your work. You are, you've been paid. You've, you, they're paying you to work. But when there's an opportunity, maybe after work, maybe in lunchtime, just are you growing in your relationship with God? Let us, let us have the passion. God, Jesus died for people. Do we care about people? What are we doing? Because people need God. But now what has happened? Um, people have become busy, isolated. On their own, without any contact. And we have become a generation of beautiful people who sit alone at home with their animals while they look at TV programs about relationships, reality TV, while they take their medis medication for their depression because they are lonely. <laughs> True. True. And we need to understand as we go through the scriptures, that's why we need to, to understand the Bible talks many scriptures one another. Hebrews 10 verse 24. Hebrews 10 verse 24. <coughs> Hebrews 10 verse 24. There at the back. Thank you. Hebrews. Hebrews, Hebrews. He says, and let us consider one another. Somebody say, one another. You cannot do things on your own. I'm going to give you some scripture. One another, all about one another. He says, let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. I'm here to stir up love and good works. What are you doing? We are here. 
And as disciples, I'm, I'm, as I walk with somebody, I'm stirring my disciples. I'm stirring them to love good works. Not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but ex exhorting one another. Somebody shout one another. And so much the more, as you see, the day approaching. Can I, I'm just going to give you the scriptures. There's no time going through everyone. But what scripture, there's so many scriptures about one another. He says, John 13, 34, love one another. Romans 12, 16, live in harmony with one another. Romans 15, verse 7, accept one another. Um, Romo, Romans 15, verse 14, instruct one another. Romans 16, verse 16, greet one another. Galatians 5, verse 13, serve each other. Be kind and compassionate to each other. Ephesians 4, verse 32, submit to each other. Ephesians 5, verse 20, 21, encourage each other. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 1. Can I go on? One another. Somebody said one another. Admonish one another, Col Colossians 3 verse 16. Be hospitable to each other, 1 Peter 4 verse 19. Confess your sins to each other so that you can be healed, James 5 verse 16. Somebody shout one another. And you cannot have one another on your own at home. But we need to create that culture of love. And, and it's because we care for each other that we will reach out, that we will walk with each other, and that we will start cultivating a strong or that we will cultivate strong spiritual healthy disciples who can make disciples and that's the goal and i'm here to encourage you that we will take up that mandate that we will respond today he says follow me you can decide i will stay where i am or are you going to follow him and it will cost you? I've, I've said as the disciple, it will cost you. But if you say, I'm following him, and if you are not fishing, you are not following. He's calling you. Everyone. World Shakers Christian Family Church, are we doing what he's saying? Are we there for each other? Helping, connecting, <coughs> and walking that road. And if we want to be that disciple, we need to understand we will advance God's kingdom, not my kingdom. Not my kingdom. It will be about multiplication, not addition. How long do you think if I say I'm going to touch each of you now sitting here? Say it will take a few minutes, two, three, four minutes. If I go and touch each and every one of you. Okay, it will take a few minutes. But if I say, everyone touch each somebody, and I just touch him and everybody touch each other, seconds, that's multiplication. Some of you are waiting, no, let the pastor go. Let he go and reach the lost. So now I can run. You must know Jesus. You must know Jesus. But if everybody, in one moment, I will count to three and touch somebody. One, two, three. And it took nearly another three seconds and you touch somebody. I want to say understand how powerful you are. Understand how powerful we can be. 
If the body of Christ just reach out and touch somebody, just start praying. Maybe this week, somebody we've now touched, just pray for them. What will begin to happen in the body of Christ if we take up our call to go, to make disciples, to be those followers that will not just talk about fishing, but we will go out and fish. But as disciples, it's important. We need to look like Him. And what I'm saying as I'm closing, discipleship starts by beholding. I must see something. And today, people must see Jesus in me. Another sermon, and it's great. Another prophecy, another conference will not do it. I must see Him. And when he takes away the veil and I behold him, I will be changed into his image. And now when I walk, they will see him. And when, when, when people around me experience him, they say, I want to be like the one that you are representing. Are they, say, are they seeing Jesus in you? And the only way they can see it is if, if you behold something. His course is calling you. And like I'm, I want to remind you again, every day somebody is going to hell. One preacher said, I want to run a rescue shop within a yard of hell. Are we intercepting people on their way to hell? And what is hell? If you look at the, at the script, it says, that hell, there will be a, it will be utter darkness and there will be a fire. How can be there darkness and a fire? Fire will bring light. How, how can you say there's darkness but a fire as well? Hmm? Come and think about it. You will see in the Hebrew there's four words for darkness. There's good darkness and bad darkness. When Abram made a, God made a covenant with Abram, there was darkness. It was good darkness. And there's other places, I don't have time, I'll, I'll speak about it maybe at the later stage. But then, then there's the darkness in Egypt. Remember, when there were the plagues, what is so bad about dark? How is it a plague? Now with load shedding, all of us are used to. There's no problem. But do you know, that darkness came with a demonic atmosphere. That's why it was not just dark, the lights went out. Okay. With that, that's, that's another darkness. And I can tell you, if God moves away, takes away his presence from our earth, it will be dark. Maybe there will be light, but it will be dark because there will be a demonic atmosphere. That's why the, the Egyptians couldn't handle it. It was not just naturally dark. It was dark, darkness, but there was an atmosphere of the demonic with that. Hell will be hell because God is not there. That's why many of the language is figure of speech. How can there be a fire but there's darkness? He's saying, and if you look at that word for darkness, that's that word for that darkness. God says, darkness will be there because my presence is not there. That will be hell. The only, the only heaven, some Sinners, the only heavens 
sinners will, will have in their life is here on earth. And the only hell you will have in your life will be here on earth. Are we going to do something about it? Are we be that church that will be different? I want you to stand with me. And we are talking in this church at this moment. I'm challenging you with basic stuff. Asking you, are you a disciple? Are you making disciples? If you say today, I will follow him. He says, I will make you a fisher of man. But discipleship starts with beholding. You need to look like him. He wants people that will go out tomorrow to your workplace and you look like Jesus. And it's not another sermon, another Bible study, listening to somebody preaching on YouTube. It's by beholding Him. And I want for a moment, just play me a worship song. And if we want to be disciples, who wants to be a disciple? And you don't have to put up your hand if you want to. Because you need to, if you say yes, it will cost you. Family, it will cost you. So I just need a response from you. But I don't want you to just, okay, I put up my hand. You need to understand it means dying to self. He says, if you want to be my disciple, you must give everything. Sometimes the biggest liars are in church, especially with worship. I love you, Lord, but you really love him. But God is coming with love. Will there be people that will represent me? That will say, God, change me into your image. And when people see the Jesus in you, it will change them. They need to see Him. But it starts with you, disciple. And like I said, you need to see Him. And just for a moment, I want you to close your eyes. And I want you to start saying, God, I want more. I want to begin to look like you. And I know it's a constant pursuing. But I want you to go away from this place today. And during the week, God, take away the veil. I want to I wanna see you. Open my eyes. I want to be, behold you. I want to be your disciple. And when I behold you, I'll become like you. And I begin to show forth the image of Christ in my life. And when, I, when they see Jesus in me, my, my family will see it. And, it will be, and they will be changed into your image. And at my work, workplace, it will invite people. Because they will see the love of God on the inside and upon me. And it will attract them. And they will come and, and ask me what it is. There's something in your life. You are different. And it will change them. And you will begin to make fishes of me. Just for a moment, lift up your hands. Father, I pray now, hear our cry. We pray, open my eyes. I want to see you. There where you are, pray that. Open my eyes. I take away the veil, everything that's standing in the way that prevents you from seeing Move away the things that are preventing us from seeing. I pray now, you, you anoint the eyes to see. 
I pray in the coming days that they will have encounters with you. Encounters with you. They will behold you and change them into your image. I thank you that I can pray for these disciples that will go. They will follow. They will go and make other disciples. They will go and, and be fishers of men. Father, we say, yes, I will go. And we are willing to pay the price. Father, I thank you for a new understanding and a new insight. How you see people. Give us your love for people. Give us your love. We will go. We will speak. We will declare. If they reject us, we will keep on speaking. We will keep on showing love. Father, but I thank you. As we obey, we will see the harvest come in. I thank you, Father. Father, as we stand together, as your body in marble hall and as world shakers we will live for each other we will be the one another's that will submit to each other encourage each other pray for each other be there for each other i thank you we will be a family and we will walk with a culture of love